Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. Andrew Cruzy is a speaker, consultant, online course creator, and the founder of the thetribeofbuyers.com. In 2018, Andrew quickly grew his Facebook group past 10,000 members, and when we had our interview a couple of weeks ago, he was just about to hit 14,000 members without any paid ads or lists, and his business has surpassed half a million dollars in revenue in its first year. He's one of those really quick, almost overnight success stories from where he went from being depressed and really unhappy to making that decision to change his life in one day and just doing the action steps necessary to follow it through. I loved hearing what he had to say, and I hope that you will too. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, Andrew, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am super excited to have you, and I can hardly wait to hear what you have to say about Facebook and Facebook groups because you have made magic in that area. So Andrew, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, it's kind of cool where my company is called Tribe of Buyers and then I'm on the Tribe of Leaders podcast. So Right, I think, I think we have definite synergy, absolutely. <laughs> There's a little bit of overlap, I love it. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. So share with everybody a little bit about your journey because we were discussing it just before we started recording. It's incredible, I mean, you're fast paced, you grew really quickly there's been a lot of learning experiences for you. Yeah, it's been a crazy journey and it only started about two years ago. So September of 2017, I was living in Chicago in this crappy apartment and I decided to quit my job. And I was doing CRM sales, selling uh, Salesforce and Microsoft Dynamics CRMs, was not enjoying it. I kind of had this need to be an entrepreneur. Uh, so <laughs> I quit my job. I moved back into my parents' basement in Cleveland and started my own advertising agency. Simple advertising agency, just me. So I was kind of a freelancer, but I called it an agency, right? And uh, I was selling Facebook ads uh, to local businesses to help them get more customers. And Everybody asked me, how'd you learn that? I bought a program online, 997. It was called Facebook ads for entrepreneurs at the time. Uh, and, uh, and it helped me grow my agency. And I networked with a lot of people in Facebook groups uh, to learn how to grow my agency as well. So it wasn't just the information in the course, but it was the people that I met through the course in the Facebook group. And I was able to grow my advertising agency from zero to uh, the, my first 10K months was 11K. Uh, three months after officially starting my agency or freelancership, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, it was crazy. Grew super quick. Um, uh -huh. A lot of people were on that trek. Like a lot of people wanted to become advertising agency owners. And there were a lot of people that were struggling. My strong suit was sales and marketing. And uh, I was pretty good at delivering as well. 
Um, so I decided to start my own Facebook group um, to help advertising agency owners get their first few clients. Caught wildfire and um, now we have 13,000 people in that Facebook group. Um, and it has changed from advertising agency owners to helping people grow their own Facebook groups um, and uh, create their own online programs. Um, so over the past two years, things have just evolved so much. Now we're helping people move from uh, six figures to seven figures in revenue uh, in less than 12 months. So that's our, our new program, Authority Accelerator Elite. It's been a crazy journey. Uh, we've just moved super fast, but it's been a lot of fun. That's amazing. So when you quit your job in Chicago, mm -hmm. I'm curious, did you know that you were going to create this advertising agency and you're going to take the Facebook course or was it just like, I'm all done with this. I don't like it. And I'm going to move back home and figure it out. Yeah. I, I, it was a slow burn. So probably six months before I officially moved out of Chicago and in with my parents again, I was looking at different avenues, different ways to be an entrepreneur. And I tried uh, drop shipping um, I tried trading cryptocurrencies. Uh, I tried uh, owning my own Shopify store, all of this different stuff. And I realized I loved building a new skill set that right. was uh, applicable to other, like if I would go into another business, it would apply to that business as well. And mm -hmm. starting my own advertising agency just rang with me, rang true with me. Um, because it taught you how to run ads, you had to do your own sales, you had to do your own marketing. And when I was trading cryptocurrencies or when I was just uh, running a, a drop shipping store, it was a few of those elements, but it wasn't the total business package. Uh, that's why I went that route and built up a, a huge skill set that allowed me to expand into other businesses. Um, such as creating online programs and being able to market those and all of that good stuff. Right, um, right. So it was kind of a slow burn. Um, and I think the tipping point was finally getting the confidence to quit my job. Mm -hmm. And that actually came out of losing 20 pounds in 90 days and quitting drinking. So I set a goal to lose 20 pounds and to quit drinking in 90 days and I accomplished that goal. And from there, I just gained a crap ton of confidence that allowed me to be like, no, I'm going to take control of my life. And uh, I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. And I'm going to do what uh, I know I can do in life. Um, so that was a huge turning point for me. And right after that, I quit my job and uh, moved back to Cleveland to start my own business. Wow. Wow. So what was the catalyst? Like, where were you at um, that made you decide to lose the 20 pounds and quit drinking? Because that has to have some tie to quitting the job, too. Yeah. Um, I was maybe rock bottom, <laughs> close to it. Uh, right. I was drinking way too much. Uh, and that was a side effect of not enjoying what I was doing, not enjoying life. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't drank for over 400 days now. Um, Congratulations. And, uh, super Thank you so much. Um, but I realized that I was using drinking as a coping mechanism. And one day I just woke up and like, don't want to do this anymore. So I ran across the street to this pizza shop, um, not to get a piece of pizza, but I remembered that they had uh, free calendars on the counter. 
So I grabbed one and I ran back to my apartment. Um, this was when I was hungover uh, at 11 in the morning um, and I uh, circled 90 days out. And it was, uh, it was sometime in July. I started this in, in April. I mapped out 90 days. I said, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds in those 90 days and I'm not gonna have a drink of alcohol. And then I just worked back from there thinking, okay, if I need to lose 20 pounds in 90 days, how many pounds do I need to lose every two weeks? And then, uh, which works out to a little around one and a half. Then I just stuck to that goal and I downloaded my fitness pal to track mm -hmm. my calories. Then I downloaded this app called day count that counted okay. how many days I was sober. And there were so many times during that journey where I wanted to go out with my friends or have a drink. And the thing that held me back was thinking, I don't want to reset that damn day count. And uh, that was super helpful. Having the calendar where I was marking off each day and having that app that I just did not want to reset. Right, right. Yeah, because that start over doesn't feel good. No, no. So let's move forward a little bit, right? So you've started your business. You're past the first you know, couple of months. You're making 10 to 15K regularly. You know, what's happening for you at that point in your business? And how are you growing? I realized that I was doing everything and that it was not scalable. And so I started to shift into more of a coaching and consulting role where I didn't want to hire employees. I don't know what my resistance was to that. And I didn't know how to hire, right? Um, but I wanted something that was more scalable. So I held on to my agency and held on to my agency clients. Um, but I also started to sell courses um, and online programs that take a lot less of my time. And I was able to do that because I had a Facebook group that was growing and literally, I would put up a post saying, hey, who wants this program where I'll teach you how to get your first few clients for your agency? And it sold like hotcakes. So I was able to go from starting my Facebook group in November of 2017 to uh, having a $62,000 month just four months later in February of uh, 2018 um, from just having those tribe of buyers, the, the Facebook group of people that just love the content that I was putting out. And I literally put up one post and made a lot of money from that one post in conversations and messenger. Um, wow. So I made my business more scalable by changing the delivery model. But what happened there was from then on, I started bouncing between 40 and 60K months, which is really awesome. But I was working really, really, really hard for that. Um, right. And I ended up burning out uh, at the end of 2018, where I was dealing with adrenal fatigue, uh, just, just, just wanted to lay on a couch and do nothing uh, for a good two months. And I quit drinking caffeine. And I started eating super healthy because like, I did not feel like myself. I was depressed. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then I ended up going to a Buddhist monastery for seven days and trying to reflect on oh, what could I do differently? What are my values? Like all that stuff. And it made me realize I need a team. 
Um, so beginning of 2019, I started hiring. Um, I had an executive assistant at the time, but then I hired a sales guy, then I hired an ops manager, and now we're at 10 people in the business. And I work a lot less um, because I have a team, team and systems working for me. Um, so making more money and working less with team, uh, and I wouldn't have gotten to this point if I hadn't like figured out the systems and that sort of stuff leading up to this right. point. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, learning how to grow a team and uh, having somebody in your, your team that can build out systems uh, is just, just amazing. Absolutely, and it's so freeing. How, uh, how much were you working before you had your complete burnout? Oh, I was probably working 50, 60 hours a week just to chase that same revenue of uh, 40 to 60K per month. And right. I just couldn't break, no matter what I did, I just couldn't break that marker. I couldn't mm -hmm. break $60,000 a month in my business um, without uh, when it was just me. Um, and then when I started hiring, um, we literally doubled our revenue um, in two months uh, after I hired my sales guy because that was the bottleneck in my business. I couldn't hop on that many sales calls. Right. Uh, so hired a sales guy. He was awesome um, and was really in line with the vision that I wanted to create for my business um, and uh, literally doubled the revenue in, in two months from um, putting in a bottleneck hire, which was sales. So Amazing. Amazing. What did you have to learn or I guess clear out of the way to be, okay, it's time for me outside of, or in addition to the burnout to be like, all right, I've got to hire other people so that I can free up my time and one be healthy, but make more money. So it's common saying that you can hustle to six figures, but you have to build out systems and team to go to seven figures. And I was like, no, I could do it by myself, blah, blah, blah. And it was just kind of like, kill, I needed to kill my ego and be like, no, I need help <laughs> to get to seven figures. And it just started by uh, my first like official hire after my executive assistant was my sales guy. Um, and we just connected in a Facebook group and loved his energy and loved his, uh, his past experience, who he was selling for, all that good stuff. It was kind of just killing my ego and saying, okay, let's test this out. And it worked out really freaking well with my sales guys. So I kept hiring and hiring and hiring. The motto that I go by is hire slow, fire fast. Meaning like we ease people into the engagement. We want to date before we get married. So I started Grant, my sales guy off with a certain amount of calls. Um, didn't push it. Um, and then for my ops manager, we started off at uh, 10 hours a week. And then uh, we went from there, we bumped it up. So we went from a 14 day trial to a 30 day trial to an official hire. Um, so uh, just easing into the engagement is super crucial. When you, um, you know, and by living by this, by this motto of hire slow, fire fast, was that something that you had to learn from experience or was it really just, you know, like, all right, I'm gonna see how this works because I want to make sure that I'm making the right decision. And with your sales guy, it was like, all right, I'm going to give him the certain amount of calls and see how it goes. Yeah, I uh, I read it in a book <laughs> that you want okay. to. <laughs> um, I I mean, 
I read a lot of books. If you could uh, like see my desk right now, I've got over 20 books on my desk. Um, and the way that I, I buy books is like, I just categorize what systems that I want to implement into my business. Right. So like, uh, let's say I want to implement a better vision into my business. So I'll buy books on vision, business vision. Um, I want to or I want to implement a new sales system into my business. So, uh, I, uh, sales books. I want to implement a new marketing system into my business. So I'll implement marketing uh, or I'll buy marketing books or operations books or hiring books uh, or data and numbers books. Um, And then I will just buy a bunch of those books and um, not read the book in its entirety, but I'll start with the title. Then I'll go to um, what each chapter is. Then I'll go to the chapters that I really need a breakdown of different frameworks and different systems. And then what I'll do is take a bunch of books that are recommended to me. um, And then I'll merge these different systems together, which makes the most sense for my own business. Right. Love it. So what are the top three books that you're reading right now? Oh, um, one guy that I got into a lot lately is Keith Cunningham. Um, Okay. And uh, one book that's amazing for like a CEO mindset, The Ultimate Blueprint for an uh, Insanely Successful Business um, by Keith Cunningham. Traction by Gino Whitman. Just that book is unreal uh, if you want to create a highly scalable business. I'm like, I'm going through about 12 books right now. (laughs) But the one (laughs) The one I started yesterday that uh, that I'm really into is called Pitch Anything uh, by Warren okay. Clough. Um, just, yeah, I'm just going through a bunch of different books right now. I presumed. The, uh, uh. A book that I read in its entirety yesterday um, is called uh, The 10 Ways to Avoid Taxes. Uh, okay. Really good book by Josh, uh, how do you say his name? Josh. Shapiro, Shapiro. Um, okay. But that, oh my God, that gave me so much to work off of in terms of like, once you have cash flow, you want to protect that and mm-hmm. not spend or like not give it all to the government. So the, right. just these 10 ways to legally uh, save your cash, not give it away all to the government. I'm curious too, like what has been your biggest challenge outside of growing your team in growing your business and where have you really had to look at how you were leading? I've been blessed. Like (laughs) I've been blessed with the the hires that I've had. Um, Mm -hmm. I would have to say with my executive assistant, we started a year and a half ago and I didn't have any systems down. I was really bad at communicating. And that was probably my biggest challenge. I feel like we could have gotten a lot more done and I wouldn't have had to burn out if I would have learned how to use Asana better and Slack better and communicated with her better. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was my biggest challenge uh, back in the day was communication with my team. And I've gotten a lot better at that. Right. Right now with scaling, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be at um, because um, I got this concept from one of my good friends and one of my coaches, um, Brad Newman, 
um, who always talks about the, the seasons of business mm-hmm. uh, and identifying what season you're in. So right. think of summer like a sales season. Think of spring right. like a lead generation season. Think of, uh, uh, think of winter um, as an operation system or season. Think of fall as a delivery uh, right. season. So right now I'm in an operation season. So the KPIs that I'm tracking more are uh, those around um, development of the business and not mm-hmm. around sales. So if we have a sales dip, um, I'm not freaking out because I realize our focus is going to operations and that we'll be able to spike back up when we're in a sales season, when we can put more of our focus towards sales. So I've been, it used to freak me out like, oh no, sales are dipping. And it's because I'm building out a new program or I'm building out a new offer. Right, Um, right. But now I'm kind of like, more cool, calm, and collected about it. Yeah, so you know what your cycle is. Yeah, I know where I'm at right now. I know if sales dips, it's because Mm -hmm. our focus has been on operations, and I know that will go back up uh, when we're more focused on sales or lead gen again. Right, you know, I think that's really smart because I think every business has, you know, its own cycles and, when you're aware of that, it gives you not only the peace of mind, but it gives you the ability to focus on exactly what you're doing now, the operations, so that you can take the next leap and then build more. Exactly, exactly. Love it. I want to circle back to the communication part and um, what do you think you needed to do at the time? Does it just have more communication or did you need to communicate differently Um, with your executive assistant? Uh, I think the biggest thing was clarity in what I was doing. And then I communicate that more clearly. Um, So when we started um, with our vision, um, Uh with our 10-year target, with our three-year vision, our three-year picture, and our uh, one-year plan, and then our quarterly rocks, it became a lot easier to identify what projects we should be working on. And, um, and it made it a lot easier for me to articulate what needs to be done to get that project through the finish line. Um, I, I actually posted this up on my personal page the other day, uh, which is your vision drive your goals, your goals drive your planning, your planning drives your resources, and your resources drive your execution. So I think it was just identifying what the real vision was so I could identify my goals, so I could plan better, so I could identify what resources or people that I need so I could communicate what needs to be executed by those people. Right, love that. Thank you. Uh, I, I got a little bit of it for a book and from a book and then I tailored it a little bit about halfway through uh, with the resources part. Right. Um, well, and I think, <laughs> Yeah, I think that can be a disconnect, though, for a lot of business owners is like they've got the vision, they've got the goals, but they don't necessarily allocate the right resources to yeah. get above that. Yeah, two things that I've implemented uh, that have been hugely helpful with that is uh, what's called an accountability chart, which is basically an org chart. 
-hmm. But instead of putting what we currently have in our business on the org chart or the accountability chart, I map out everything that we need to be successful in business. So we didn't have a marketing manager until a couple months ago. And we hired one because I created our accountability chart and I realized that I was in the marketing manager role, right? Mm -hmm. So I realized I was a bottleneck in the business because I was doing the marketing manager when I should be just the visionary, right? right. So I created this accountability chart that made me realize that I was filling that role and I need to hire it out and I've mm -hmm. cash flow to do it. And then, um, Another role that I'm currently in is the CFO role or the finance manager role. I'm mm -hmm. handling all of our finances. At some point, it's gonna be too overbearing for me to continue to be in that role. Um, so I'm gonna need to hire that out. But I don't know that until I create my accountability chart and realize, holy shit, there are so many gaps in my business that I need to fill, right? Right. Um, so it's basically an org chart, but just filling out each system that you need in your business and each hire that you need in your business. That's great. I love that. And I love um, the accountability chart because it's one of the things I do with my clients too, where we kind of create, even if they're just starting out and they're a solopreneur, you know, what are the roles that need to be filled here so that you can see where the gaps are and what you should be letting go of mm -hmm. um, as you're growing? Yeah. 100%. So yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the Facebook group and how you've made complete magic in that because you said you had about 13,000 members. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah we're getting close to 14,000 now. So how do you manage all of that and keep people engaged? I've created what, what we call um, the Facebook group engine. Uh -huh. um, so we have specific posts um, every single day and it's the same type of post that we post on Monday, right? Tuesday is the same type of post. Wednesday is the same type of post. So Monday we'll do an engagement question. Tuesday we'll do a pro tip post. Wednesday we'll do a hype post for an interview. Thursday we'll do an interview. Friday uh, we'll do a sales and promotion post, so on and so forth. And what I do is I just batch create content um, usually on a Sunday, uh, at the beginning of a month or at the end of a month. And, um, usually I'll fill up two or three months worth of content for the Facebook group within three hours. And then I just have my executive assistant post it for me on those specific days, just copy paste post. Um, mm -hmm. and it kind of automates the Facebook group. Um, we have, uh, uh, my executive assistant is also in charge of managing the Facebook group, uh, managing the moderators, and also identifying uh, cold, warm, and hot leads inside of the Facebook group that she works with our, uh, our sales guy uh, to kind of, for lack of a better word, hunt down uh, mm -hmm. and try to get them on a call, right? Um, so it's kind of, it used to be all me. I used to do everything. I used to make a post every day, blah, blah, blah. And then we've, uh, we've sort of systematized it over the past uh, year or so and uh, implemented these different operating procedures and, uh, uh, and kind of automated the thing. So it's kind of, I just need to batch create content then I'm good. So do you find that posting once a day in a group is enough or are people supposed to post, you know, more than that? 
Um, I would say once a day minimum. I mean, if you miss a day here or there, it's fine. It, right. your, your Facebook group isn't going to burn. Um, but uh, posting every day will keep people engaged. It will help the Facebook algorithm. Your Facebook group will show to more people and you'll get organic leads in your Facebook group. You'll get leads, mm -hmm. you'll get members that you don't need to spend a dollar for. Um, right. you, I've been able to build a million dollar business without spending a dollar in ads. We haven't ran one ad um, for a business and that's all because of the Facebook group, which is bringing in us leads, right? right. Uh, but uh, once a day, um, minimum. Mm -hmm. uh, and what that also does is it's, I mean, it's the Donald Trump effect, right? Might not right. have been the best candidate, but um, you saw him over and over and over and over and heard about him over and over and over and over. And we naturally give value to things that are top of mind that we keep seeing, that we keep hearing. So if right. he posts every single day, people are going to give you more value and see you more as an, as an authority the more you post. Um, so it's just about being consistent with that. Um, and I can't tell you how many people are like, no, I need to post every single day. And it's like, yeah, do it. You'll make more sales. You'll grow your business. You'll help more people. Um, it's just kind of like, don't be lazy. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> when you started writing content for the group, did it take you longer than it does now? Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely starting out, I was like, oh, I'm running out of content. I don't know what to say. I don't want to give away everything uh, in my group that I give away in my programs, right? Right. Super common problems. Yeah. Um, what you just need to know is that you're going to evolve as a person. Your programs are going to evolve. Um, your, uh, your content's going to evolve. Just keep putting it out there. Um, mm -hmm. And if you are having trouble thinking of topics to talk about, that sort of stuff. Little ninja hack here, put up a post asking your audience, hey, what's your number one goal? What's your number one pain point? What's the number one thing that you want to learn? And then they'll give you ideas of like what you should be talking about in your Facebook group. And when you ask, hey, what's the number one thing you wanna learn? It will jog some ideas of um, like, let's say you're running a fitness Facebook group and right. Uh, one person says how to properly do a pantry purge or something like that. And then you're like, oh, I haven't talked about a pantry purge in here for a while. Let me do that. Let me do a Facebook Live on that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so if you're running out of ideas, running out of things to, uh, uh, to post about, um, just pull your audience. Just do some customer research and say, I mean, the four, four questions I always ask, what's your number one goal? What's your number one problem? Um, what's the number one thing you want to learn? Um, and what's your number one fear? I ask right. those four questions um, and get all the feedback that I need to create content. I think that's great. And for me too, because when I first started writing content, I was like, oh, I'm just going to say the same thing over and over again. Everybody's going to get bored. And over time, like you can have the same point, but there's a different story to go with it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so if somebody wanted to learn more about you, where can they connect with you? Yeah, hit me up on Facebook, uh, Andrew Cruzy, K-R-O-E-Z-E. -E. If 
feel free to hit me up in messenger and just tell me your number one takeaway from uh, this interview. Uh, mm-hmm. That always helps me with uh, what I could implement in more interviews um, and really make an impact for people. So just tell me your number one takeaway, hit me up on Facebook, add me, send me a message. Uh, also you can go to tribe of um, T R I B E O F buyers, B U Y E R S.com. Um, and we have a revenue calculator up there right now. So if you want to identify what offers you need in place and how many you need to sell each month and how many sales calls you need to hop on to do that and how many outreaches you need to do, it breaks everything down for you. Um, we've got that free revenue calculator. You can go there and download that right now. Um, and then we have, uh, we have an event coming up if you don't mind me talking about that. Yeah, I, I do. I want you to um, share because I think there's a lot of people out there who are afraid of starting Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And um, if I'm correct, this, this um, event that's coming up and pretty soon can help them really grow their revenue um, using Facebook groups. Yep. Um, it's all about organic sales and intimacy marketing at Tribe of Buyers Live is really where the industry is shifting, where people are annoyed with automation. Facebook ad prices are going up. Uh, sales conversions are going down through sales funnels. Um, and there's a huge shift to being more intimate with your audience and having real genuine conversations with them. And that's really what we've mastered over the past uh, year and a half, two years, is being able to do intimacy marketing and be able to close more sales that way um, in a way that uh, it's not automated, but uh, is hugely impactful. And the, the return on investment for your time is so much greater with intimacy marketing than it is building a funnel and building a webinar and all that good stuff. So we're teaching you all about that at Tribe Buyers Live. Um, really, if you want to move from starting a business to generating your first six-figure year, or if you're doing six figures already and you want to mm-hmm. bust that seven-figure marker, you want to be at Tribe Buyers Live. Um, and that is uh, October 18th through the 20th in beautiful San Diego, California. Um, it's not free, um, but it is uh, a huge <laughs> return on investment. Uh, right. So. Tickets right now are $9.97 online if you go to tribeofbuyerslive.com. Um, but for everybody on your podcast, uh, as an extra incentive, take action now and you can put in coupon code TRIBE297 and that brings the price down to uh, $297. Um, so cool. you get 66% off the ticket price. Uh, so TRIBE, all capital, 297 mm-hmm. Plug that in at checkout at tribeofbuyerslive.com and uh, I'll see you there. Awesome. I love it. And I know I had wanted to come out and join you when I'm speaking, I think two of the days that you're, you've got the event, but just from what I read on the website, it sounds like a phenomenal event. So I highly encourage people to check it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the latest video on there, but I had one of my video buddies whip up a new video. And the first part of it is everybody's making fun of my last name because nobody. Can <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a pretty funny video and I suggest checking it out. Um, 
but just for that yeah huge shout out to kyle lasota uh he's one of the best videographers that i know and he made that video so huge shout out to him fantastic no i haven't seen it so i'm definitely going to go check it out <laughs> awesome. so, so andrew thank you so much for uh coming on the show today i love what you shared i i love your story like it's just unbelievable and really the intention that you've set not only from the very beginning and and you know i'm just gonna quit my job i'm gonna lose the 20 pounds i'm gonna quit drinking i'm gonna build this business and how you've grown it and looked at how you can continue to expand you know, every time you have a, you know, even a small setback um it's phenomenal and I wish you so much success and I'm curious, what is next for you? Well, thank you so much for having me, Emmy. Um, this has been so much fun hanging out with yeah. you. Um, and one thing that I want to leave everybody with is um, quote that even when I was going through the toughest of times, when I was going through depression, when I was on Wellbutrin, when I was on Lexpro, uh, the way that I was able to kick myself out to, of that is reminding myself over and over and over is I'm captain of my fate. I'm master of my soul. Um, and just living by that quote that I get to determine what my life is and what I create. Um, so I just want to leave everybody with that. Um, and, uh, next for us, uh, is this event in October. We're super stoked for it. Uh, we have 120 tickets sold thus far. Um, we're about six weeks out. We're going to sell 80 more and get 200 people in the room. So we're stoked about that. Um, and uh, after that, next year is going to be crazy. Um, we're, uh, we have a revenue goal of $3 million, and I think we'll be able to hit that um, with everything that we're, uh, that we're doing now. Um, and we might do a little software play. Um, uh, we're looking at um, creating something like a, a Kajabi. Um, okay. But we're focused on client results and customer results and being able to track what their goals are and track KPIs. So um, people who are coaches, course creators, um, and create online programs, they can go in at a glance and see where that customer or that client currently is uh, in terms of their progress and in terms of the goals that they actually set for themselves once they uh, start the program. Because I see a huge gap where these platforms are focused on uh, marketing and sales and there's not enough focus on the actual customer getting the result. Um, so uh, we're looking at that software play next year. That is really exciting and I think much needed. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, love it. Can hardly wait to see what you come up with. I know, I'm stoked. I'll let you know all about it. Yeah, please do. So Andrew, thank you again and everybody listening, we will chat with you next week. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated, like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's thetribeofleaders.com.